0: This program is a part of the Full Press Radio Network. Find this and all of Full Press Coverage's shows on fullpressradio.com or free on the Full Press Coverage app, available now on the Apple and Google Play stores.
1: This is Tom Flores, and you're listening to us on iTest for Two.
2: Well, as most of you know, uh, this Thursday is a big day for NFL fans because, of course... It's the 87th annual NFL draft with this one coming live from Las Vegas. Ira, what's your over under on Elvis sightings? Well, I was at the Bellagio a month and a half ago, Clark, and uh,
1: it's quite a place. And uh, it it was a smart pick by the NFL to do it in front of those fountains.
2: Okay, you didn't you didn't answer my question, though. Over under on Elvis sightings. (laughs) Uh, Three, three. I'm going the over. (laughs) Um, But there was another big day. For fans last week, in fact, it was last Thursday, to be exact, and it involved today's guest. That would be Hall of Fame President Jim Porter, who, when he first appeared on the eye test for two last October, told r and me that he was, quote, absolutely open, unquote, to increasing the annual number of senior finalists for Hall of Fame induction. Well, guess what? Last week, he proved it. With Jim's assistance, the Hall's Board of Trustees, yeah, they voted to increase the number of seniors from one. To three per year for the next three years it also announced our as you know because you were in the room that would combine the contributor and coaches categories into one for the next three years as well both suggestions that were made after Jim met with Hall of Fame voters in February I think it was uh, right after the Super Bowl anyway he's now back for an eye test for two record third time in seven months Jim Porter <laughs> Is here to detail those changes. I think we should change it to the eye test for three. We have Jim on so much, and Jim, first of all, welcome back, and and second, thanks so much for listening to your selectors.
0: You know, first of all, thank you. Uh, you know, this has become, like you said, the third the third time, but uh, I really look forward to talking to both you guys. So I appreciate the opportunity. You know, as far as listening to the selectors, you know, I, I've I've actually heard that uh, maybe a dozen times from different selectors. And quite honestly, it just kind of blows my mind when I hear that we have 49 of the best writers and broadcasters uh, in the country uh, at our disposal to help us get this right. And the fact that uh, uh, I'm being thanked to listen to them seems a little odd to me, to be honest with you. I I appreciate all the knowledge that the 49 selectors
2: bring. Well, it may be odd to you, but it's welcome to Ira and me and the other 47. uh, Ira, I know you not know about it, and so do I, but I would like, Jim, I'd like you to please tell our listeners how you arrived at these changes in the bylaws, the Hall's bylaws, to present to the Board of Trustees. And it, it doesn't have to be long, but uh, a cliff notes version of how you arrived at these changes.
0: Well, you know, I, I, I heard you say at the beginning, and I think I read somewhere where you had said, where you had written, Clark, that uh, I was um, absolutely open uh, mm-hmm. to hearing about some changes. But what, what I also said, I think, in that in that first podcast was, uh, I want to I want to just do the right thing. Let's get it right. And so so talking to uh, to you guys first, you, uh, Clark and Ira were the first two that brought this up to me. on, I think day three of my uh, of the honor of having a new role that I started back in October, and then it started us down this path. And uh, talk, you know, we 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 listened to the selectors. We listened to you two first, and thank you for that. We, we then listened to the selectors and. And uh, uh, Mr. Gosselin gave me a holler also, and I appreciate I appreciate that. And uh, then we started looking into this, and you know, for the, for the Hall of Fame uh, to to be, set, you know, it, it's subjective as far as who goes into the Hall of Fame. I get that, but at the same time, you want to give everybody the opportunity, everybody in the conversation. And what really struck me was when you guys said to me that uh, a lot of these a lot of these folks on this list of ninety to hundred uh, seniors haven't even been discussed and 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 that's that that's the that's the part that stuck in my head the most so uh we 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 got to work we started we had that zoom call with all the selectors uh we sent out a survey asked them what they wanted um we didn't give an option of where we actually landed uh we went we went a little bit better uh the options were uh leave it the way it is um go to two uh, and then different different variations of that i don't think we ever had an option on there said go to three but when you start doing the math and you start saying, okay, how do we want to, to attack having the discussions? So what we what we decided was that we would follow the modern day uh, era uh, policy and procedures, which is we'll take all the nominees for the senior. We'll take it down to 25. We'll take it down to 12. Uh, at 12, uh, presenters uh, will, uh, people will present, selectors will present on each of those uh, 12 semi-finalists we'll take it down to six and then we'll get it to the to the three that'll be voted on by the whole panel of 49 but the biggest part of this for me is that 12 guys every year have to be discussed by this new process um you know we did it for three years seems to me we might need six i don't know uh to get through the list but we'll start with three and then and then kind of look see, gauge it from there and see
2: how it's working Jim, since you mentioned the modern era process, how transparent will this be? In other words, with the modern era process, we know, everybody knows what the preliminary list is. They also know who the 25 semifinalists are, and then they know, of course, who the 15 finalists are. How transparent will this be? Because you're going to have a preliminary list, then you will have 25 semifinalists, then it'll go down to 12. Will that be also like the modern era process?
0: Absolutely. From A A to Z. So we'll be making the announcements if people know who the 25 are, the 12 are. You know, for modern era next year, I'm actually considering going and making an announcement at 10, to be honest with you. So well, we go to 25 to 15, we make an announcement at 10. Um, that, that'll, that'll actually clear, clear up a couple of, uh, of, of different situations that don't seem exactly ideal to me. But we'll, we'll talk about it, that as we go down the path. But for the seniors, yes, we, we will have an announcement at 25. We'll have an announcement at 12. Uh, I don't know about six, but obviously at three.
1: Jim, along the lines of those 12 finalists from the senior category, Jim, I looked at the uh, centennial class of which I I was privileged to be a part of that committee, Jim, and I think there's eight guys that were nominees, seniors, that did not get into that centennial class. I think there's eight of them. Jim, it it seems to me that uh, that at least should be maybe a starting point, certainly for the 25. I mean... Uh, you know, a, a lot of research went into that committee, Jim, to pick those. Uh, I think it was twenty um, senior guys, and I think twelve um, uh, are now in the hall. So, Jim, what are your thoughts on those eight senior nominees that did not get in from that centennial class?
0: Well, so my thoughts and my hopes are probably two different things. Uh, you know, when we when we take the the, the senior cl- uh, senior selectors to twelve. There'll be quite a few uh, that were involved in that process, and I hope that they strongly consider the eight. But for us to say that the eight would, would automatically be put in, the bylaws doesn't, doesn't allow for that. We didn't write them in that way. Um, so I, I will have to rely on the 12 on the selection committee to uh, to take a look at those eight and, and, and strongly consider.
1: And Jim, I was looking at the um, the legacy of the whole. Um, Jim, as, as, uh, recently as 2012, the class was, uh, six, it was a six member class and Jim in 2023, the odds are, we'll have a, uh, a nine man class, Jim, the odds are not guaranteed. Um, does that trend bother you? Do you, do you like that trend? And now, you know, maybe it won't stop at nine going forward,
0: Jim. So, you know, there's two different arguments that you hear out there, right? You hear that too many get in and, um, and then you hear, well, you're not, you're not getting enough of the seniors in. So, so there's this balancing act and, you know, when we're compared to other hall of fames, it's not exactly fair to do it that way because we have more, more participants on the field. And, and, and so when you take, when you take a look at, you know, baseball puts nine people on the field, you know, football, football is putting 22 plus the special teamers, um, so, so those numbers would be out of whack from each other I would, I would assume um, but I, I don't want to make it the Hall of the very good but here's the thing the, the, the league got a 40some year head start on the, on the Hall of Fame right They started in 1920 yep. in uh, 43, 44 years later we come along. Uh, so so for me I'm okay with with that number being what it is uh, in an effort to get to get all the seniors considered. Uh, I, I think nine is a high number uh, for the future after, after we get through this, uh, what, what, what I would consult, consider a little bit of a backlog of the seniors. I, I, I would like to see it go the, go the opposite direction, but I think we have to do what's right and what's right is to get, get all these folks talked about now, so that's why we were willing to go up to the nine
2: speaking with hall of fame president jim porter on the eye test for two and jim i want to go back to a comment you made just earlier about the possibility of um cutting down to 10 and being transparent about that possibility at least with modern era um uh, finalists would that would that happen before we take a vote in other words would you cut to 10 and those would be the finalists i mean or would you cut to 15 and then make the 10 um the, the the 10 uh public i
0: guess yes i'm a little bit hesitant to go down this path but i'll go down this path path with the with the caveat that i have not talked to the selectors yet okay. and, and, I, and i want to talk to the selectors on this but what what i kind of envision that's a long eight or nine hour day
2: that's right
0: uh, the selection day i'd kind of like to see us have the have the discussions on you know let's just say a tuesday afternoon we start with the with the discussions at 15 plus the three and and one for the contributor coach senior Uh, start those discussions get the 15 down to 10 break for the night and come back in the morning and talk about the 10. you know um making it two four hour days maybe uh as opposed to one eight or nine hour hour day but it also gives us an opportunity to get that announcement out there get a little bit of fresh minds uh you know um i'm not saying at all that this is that this this is what happened but in, in the world of uh just logic when you're talking the, the last person, you, the, the 15th one is on everybody's mind five, six hours earlier. We talked about the first one, you know, giving people a chance to digest that overnight, I, I, I think would be very beneficial.
2: In the past, you've mentioned a possibility of doing that in person is something that I think you have favored, if you could. In, in a perfect world, would you do that in, in, in person, have the, uh, the voters all in, I would guess, maybe Canton in person to do that?
0: Well, you know, in a perfect world, yes, and maybe maybe even uh, just because I think it'd be cool to have dinner with 49 selectors, Um, you know. uh, So So
2: Ira would be there, okay? Just keep that in mind. (laughs) Ira's going to be there. Find me at the buffet table over there. (laughs) You know, I don't know.
0: I don't know. While Canton is the birthplace and very cool, I don't know if that would be the best for everybody traveling, and I want to be respectful of people coming from all over. So I don't even know that we don't pick a more central located place, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, but I do personally think that in-person would be better for a lot of reasons. Um, if we do it in you know, the third week of January, we still have uh, four selectors who will be working with four teams that are still in the playoffs. Yeah. So, we, so we have that. So it may end up having to be this hybrid of, you know, if the team, if the team is uh, still involved that, that, that you can zoom on in, but we'd like to see the rest in person if possible. Maybe something like that.
1: Jim, talk a little bit about that magic number five in terms of the modern-day guys, Jim. It's been five for a while. Um, It doesn't always mean it's a five-person class of modern, but it it can be, and it can't be more than that. And, Jim, you know that uh, on occasion selectors hear it from, uh, you know, their home base. How could so-and-so not get in? And, Jim, they don't really realize five out of 15, you know, you don't have to be a math genius, 33%. Um, are you comfortable with that number? I think you are. And, and, and I don't think you're inclined to, uh, to raise it.
0: Well, yes, I'm comfortable with that number now. You know, I remember the classes when there was four in a class, right? Um, and and I, I don't want to tip, that, tip it to the side where, you know, it's too easy to get in in some people's mind or it's too hard to get in, in other people's mind. Let's just get the right ones in. And I don't know that that I mean, I, I understand what the bylaws say, but I, I would probably like to get through this process we have with the seniors at then sit down and talk about, you know, what does that look like? But it, it'll it'll follow as long as I'm in this role. It's going to follow the same process we just did. You know, what are the 49 selectors, the guys who in their hometown are getting are getting the comments in the favor and in the negative uh, from Pope, from folks? Let, let, let's let get their input and see what that looks like. But for now, I just want to get through senior. Uh, Jim,
1: that's one for me. Thanks so much for your time. Um, Jim, tell our listeners um, about um, updates to the Hall, what's going on in, in Canton, how's the attendance at, at, at the Hall of Fame as compared to the endemic uh, years. I can bounce back. Uh, what's, what's going on in Canton, Jim?
0: You know, uh, pretty exciting things, actually. We're changing a little bit of ways that we're doing some things here. Um, One is we're trying to bring Hall of Famers in as often as we possibly can, uh, really bring them into the Canton community, really honor them the way that our mission statement says, honor the heroes of the game. So we're working hard on that. Um, Attendance is up not only over uh, the pandemic, 20 and 21, but also over 19. We're up quite a bit over 2019, so we're happy to see that um you know we've got some we've got some work to do um and, and we're and we've, we've been putting some plans together we're, we're working with uh, a, a long-range uh, strategy company that's one of the best in the world actually i uh, just had a meeting with them today to say okay what does the next three to five years of the museum itself as well as the mission uh look like uh, uh to make it the best guest experience to make it the best experience for our hall of famers and and to preserve the history like we're supposed to
2: we're speaking with the Hall of Fame President Jim Porter on the eye test for two and Jim a couple last questions for me you'd mentioned three years and I was going to ask you what happens after three years but you said we may go to six at, at what point will you know that enough's enough and maybe maybe we need to go back to two maybe we need to go back to one um, at what point do you know that maybe we've done enough
0: you know so so I, I appreciate the, the way that you guys put these put these questions all the time but it's sure. really not going to be up to me it's going to be up to you know clark and ira and the other 47 and me and, and and a few from our team here you know i think we'll we'll, we'll work to always try to get it right and you know I, I i don't see us just saying okay it's been three years uh we're done i see saying okay guys after this year i i kind of like the the check-in on the 49 selectors you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you know five times a year but once or twice a year just to say hey guys how are we doing? Are we getting this right? Are we, you know, what can we adjust? So we might have to adjust after year one. I don't know, um, but 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 for me, I, I really want it to be a whole team effort.
2: And yeah, we kind of appreciate the check in with you every other month here on this uh, I test for two <laughs> podcast. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask is, you know, I, at some point I would think it probably is going to go back. I I, I guess my hope is, and and you've sort of indicated you would have to put this in front of the voters that that it doesn't go back to one at some point. I mean, someone said, well, when they change, it's going back to two, right? And when I don't know. I mean, it's up to, it, it, it's up to the board of trustees. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I would assume that if you go backwards, maybe that would be a logical point. You're, you're referring to the seniors. Yes. I'm sorry. The seniors. Correct. Yeah.
0: yeah no, I, you know, I I think so. Because if you really think about this and, and you talk about the career of a selector, even, you know, um, somebody that's been doing it for 35 years, All right? Uh, you know, it, you start saying okay when you get into the 25th year and you fall into this uh what others have called an abyss um, <laughs> when, when you get it when you get into that um at some point you start not having enough selectors who have followed that right so yeah. i don't i don't i would not be a fan as i sit here today of dropping that down uh past that two number to be honest with you until we all felt very comfortable that everybody. You know, you can't make up 40-some years overnight. And I, I think, we, I think we, we tried to do that a little bit. Right. I, think, I think this kind of hits it a little bit better for us.
2: And, and one thing we didn't mention but uh, was announced last week is you're going to expand the subcommittees from nine members to 12, and, and all 12 will vote. Um, but you're expanding by three persons. When you do that, is it going to come from within the board of selectors, or would you consider someone from outside, a historian, for instance?
0: So our bylaws allow for us to consider a historian, and I think in what we are talking about here, uh, it may require we require that. Um, but but the decision hasn't been made. When we had that call last week, I probably received eight or nine different emails from folks that said, "Boy, I'd love to participate on one or the other, whether it's the right. senior or whether it's the coach contributor." So we have a lot of people who uh, who who want to participate, and um, and I, I want to be very respectful to them also. So uh, I'm trying to, trying to iron it out, um, but, but we, the bylaws do allow us to go into the historian uh, realm if we want to.
2: Yeah, And as you know, especially from the Centennial Committee, there is a raft of qualified historians who, who watch films, study stuff, I, I, I and I consult uh, for information, and so do others, including Rick Goslin, and who are very helpful. Um, so I think that would, if you went that route, that would be a positive route, but again, that's one person talking.
0: Well, you know the other the other side of that also. There's nothing that precludes us from inviting a couple of historians historians into the conversation and and not have and not having the vote and as consultants. That, you mean as consultants? Yeah, and I yeah, and I think that's just smart. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, to make sure we can get as much as many facts as we possibly can. So you know, maybe maybe there's some hybrid of that. I'm not one hundred percent sure. We, we got to figure it out pretty quick. It's already yeah. almost May.
2: Oh, that that leads to my last question. Uh, how soon will the preliminary list be made and when would you expect the 12 finalists to be presented Would that be in late August, as it has been in the past or early September.
0: Yeah, so we left that open in the bylaws and we have to go back and put the dates in um, and, and because we wanted to hear from you guys first we heard a little bit. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think it was ever kind of de- definitive but I, I like that timeline and you know. Um, again, 49 of, of, of the best uh, folks in the world that cover the sport are going to be pretty busy anytime after August uh, covering the sport. Um, and, and we're going to ask, you know, it, it, it's, it's more detailed than it used to be, right? It used to be that uh, you'd come in, you'd have a discussion, you get down to your candidate. You know, right. we're going to ask 12 people to do presentations. That, that requires some time and uh, some bandwidth. So, uh, so I think we have to be uh, uh, aware of that. So for me, the August timeline seems about right
2: again. Okay. Jim Porter, thanks so much for the help. And, and thanks for all that you've done in a short period of time in Canton. You've brought Joe Horrigan back. You have Hall of Famers making the knock. And now you've done this. But I've got one other thing I would like to ask of you. Sure. Ira and I are both seniors. So do we qualify for the preliminary list? Could we be on that?
0: Well, you know what? If, if uh, Yes. The answer to that is yes. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who, who is... Well, wait, Matt. Have you played in the league? Uh,
2: I have not. I don't know about is- Ira. I've been on a few passes in my day, uh, uh Jim. He's talking <laughs> about on the field.
1: <laughs> Three of them went to Muriel Berkowitz, and then they fell in <laughs> completely.
2: <laughs> anyway, we'll wait for your decision on that one, Jim. Thanks so much. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Jim. Guys, it's a great
0: honor. I appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much.
2: Yep, thanks. Okay. That was Holiday President Jim Porter, the front runner for this year's eye test for two person of the year. Uh, I re- <laughs> Every time we talk to him, he's making progress, boy. I mean, he's done a lot in a short period of time. we got to start cutting this guy a check, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Boy, please. That's coming out of your pocket, Ira, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do I hear that somebody was somewhere? Clark, you're the man this week. Yeah, I, am. I don't think they're cheering for cutting him a check. Um, anyway, yeah, I was. I was there in New York City on Saturday, April 26, 2003, NFL draft. You know, it was at uh, Madison Square Garden. I don't know if you remember this, Ira. I think you probably would, though. The Minnesota Vikings had the seventh overall pick. Remember that? They were trying to swing a deal with Baltimore. And it got down to 15 minutes, 14. That's one. All right, now they the last 30 seconds when they can make the pick. And they didn't and they they said you know they pass and all of a sudden immediately um somebody jumped ahead of them it was jacksonville jacksonville jumped to the seventh pick and they took byron leftwards and then immediately carolina jumped in with the eighth pick and they took jordan gross to tackle what had happened was that baltimore and minnesota were trying to make a pick and baltimore had the 10th pick overall i think and minnesota was trying to make that pick but they didn't get in in, in time and the Vikings said, yes, we did. We did it at 32 seconds. And, <laughs> and the league said, we didn't get it. And to, to have it be official, you have to have Joel Busser get it from the Ravens. And the Ravens had admitted, and it was Ozzie Newsom said, no, no, we, we didn't put the pick in. We, we, didn't, we didn't mention that uh, the trade had been made. So <laughs> two people passed him. Right on the left-hand lane, passed the, the Vikes. And, and what happened was that left which goes, gross goes. So who do the Vikings take with ninth pick? Kevin Williams. Defensive tackle. And afterwards, Mike Ty said, "I'm pissed. There is no other way I can put it. Well, you know what? He shouldn't have been. Kevin Williams was a five-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, and an All-Decade choice. So, all those teams made out pretty well. Yeah, Ira, you Carolina Got final thoughts. Did,
1: Carolina did well with Jordan Gross. All right, oh, clock and left. Which was good
2: too. I think left which is good player.
1: Better. Clark, coach. I'm going. I'm going off topic here, Mr. Judge. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But I'm going. I'm going in a way that you will nod your head. In agreement, Clark. The early seventies. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. What? What the heck do I know about hockey? The Rangers are around. The oh, Islanders wow. are. But Clark, starting in 74 75 My favorite player, without question, number ten, the Flower, the Artistry, the Flair, Clark. I I call him the most exciting player of the modern era, and that in, that includes Gretzky, Lemieux maybe even Bobby Orr, number 10. He's getting a state funeral, Clark. Does he deserve it?
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was an icon. In Montreal, when they talk about the greatness of the Canadians, the Rocket, Maurice Richard, Jean Beliveau, and then Guy Lefleur. But um, uh, I I love watching him play. I will tell you, to me, the greatest player I've ever seen in any sport was Bobby Orr. I've never seen anything like Bobby Orr. Love watching Guy Lefleur. My favorite player was Yvonne Conway, but I love Guy Le Fleur, and it was so sad. Did you see the um, ceremony they had at the for the Forum, yes. for, well, yes, the, forum I did. The, the Bell Santra. Um yeah. Ten minutes standing ovation, ten minutes yes. for number ten. Um, yeah, I, that that actually made me very emotional. It was t- that, that's tough to hear because it's part of your life that's sort of removed. You remember they charted of your childhood. You go remember watching him play. Um, great player. Um, and of course,
1: we lost we lost Bossy the pr- the previous oh. week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. These guys from the the, the great players from the 70s. And it's just tough. It's tough. But um, I'm going to something a little more um, pertinent to the NFL. In fact, right on topic here for this week, the draft. I'm really interested, honestly, to see what happens with two quarterbacks. And they're not in the draft. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield. Both those guys have been left twisting in the wind. And I gotta be honest with you. I feel for him, especially Jimmy Garoppolo. All he did was win a ton of games for the 49ers. And now they want to move on to what trey lance i mean (laughs) joe montana he's not ready you've watched him last year he's not ready. i sure hope they know what they're doing there but um, i'll go
1: uh, clark i'll go uh, with another wrinkle uh, with the 49ers uh i think john lynch is an anguish absolute torment he does not want to move debo samuel he knows how much he means to the niners but he's disgruntled I, i i hope he doesn't trade him and, and he works things out with this Yeah, guy. I don't
2: think he will. I think he knows what he's got in him. He's not going to trade him. That's my thought. Anyway, that's going to do it. Thanks again to Hall of Fame President Jim Porter for joining us. Ian Glendon, of course, for producing us. And you for listening to us. Remember, you can find this or any podcast at fullpresscoverage.com. Just click on the podcast icon. Then click on the I test for two. I do it all the time. It's easy. And then voila, you're there. If not, just tune in next week. Thanks again for listening.